life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Hello, everybody. Now, there are a few frustrations greater than the inability to communicate. When an individual with autism is unable to use his words, the heartbreak of the parents and the withdrawal of the child or the adult with autism becomes extreme. Many agree that these individuals are very intelligent but solely lack the ability to verbalize with words. And the use of augmentative devices have been a huge blessing in many of these lives of those with autism. Today on my show, speech pathologist Matthew Dunning helps teach us about the options out there in his work with Talk to Me Technologies. Matthew, thank you for joining me today. Betsy, thanks for having me. And if I could just uh, do a quick introduction of uh, two of my friends that I've got here with me. <laughs> Please. Good morning. That's Zoe, and this is Zach. Good morning. They so, sound so cheerful. You bet. Those are two of our newer communication devices that I've got on hand here to uh, to sample and, and talk about this morning on the show. You know, I, I'm, I'm already starting to think that these augmentative devices would work for my children who do speak, who I don't like their tone in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the, the neat thing about some of these communication devices we work with, um, the, the one in particular that you just heard, the voices are so realistic, and you, you can even um, set it up in a mode where it will actually whine um, a message or uh, shout a message or, or whisper a message. Um, so if, um, you know, if we have Zoe who is, you know, had a bad day at school, um, I need to talk about how I feel. So if she wants to talk about how she feels, we can have her turn on the, the wine voice if she had a bad day and, and just helps the kids express a little bit more emotion and um, you know, feeling with uh, you know, with realistic with a realistic sounding voice as opposed to the, the older style of communication sure. devices that we're all familiar with that had the the really robotic sounding yeah. voices. And 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 what a great tool that is in, in learning. Okay, so let's let's talk first about um, you are a speech pathologist, and uh, I think that you. First off, I'd like to know why you kind of went in that in that direction, and then what gave you that whole interest in augmented devices. Uh, you know, it actually started at, at a very young age. My father is also he's a retired speech pathologist, but he worked for forty plus years as, as a speech pathologist with you know a variety of kids and and adults at the Veterans Hospital and different hospitals around the United States. And um, I always had a had an interest in what he did, and I also had an interest. He, my father, is not, and he's he's not afraid to admit it, but he's not a, a tech savvy person. So he would bring home these old, you know, archaic communication devices that were about the size of a you know a small dorm room refrigerator back then. And he would ha- he would have me play around with them, and you know, as a as a child, you know, seven, eight, or nine years old, I thought that was great because you know I would call my friends on the phone and talk with this you know, this speak and spell sounding voice, this really old robotic voice. But for me it was it was a real neat, you know, treat to have him bring bring those home and I would, you know, again play around with them and, and kind of learn some of the ins and outs and then 
try to teach him and, and, you know, give him a little bit of a knowledge or a background on it so he didn't have to work on it from scratch. And then he kind of looked like a know-it-all when he gave it to, you know, at a meeting gave it to one of his, his patients um, because he had some, some prior training on it. But then, you know, as I, as I got older, I, you know, continued that interest and I, you know, continued to specialize in, in speech pathology in both my undergraduate and graduate programs. And, uh, and knowing all the while that you really wanted to get into communication devices, you know, it yep, yeah, it was always in the in the kind of in, in my heart and in the in the back of my mind at the same time. And it's it's hard to find a job that you know you can specialize in that sort of thing. And I was you know fortunate to have lots of great jobs you know over the past you know twelve or thirteen years, both as a you know as an intern in college, studied at some of the top you know um, colleges and and research institutions. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate to have some great internships with them and, and moved out to New York City and worked at United Cerebral Palsy of New York City for about five years and uh, had some fantastic experiences working with both the clients and, uh, you know, the equipment that they work with. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, so let's flash forward and to a couple years ago and talk to me technologies and, and how you came up with all of this. You bet. Yeah, and prior to a couple years ago, for about again for about five more years, uh, and this is about starting about seven years ago, I worked for um, a manufacturer of communication devices, and they made their own from from scratch, from the ground up, very high quality equipment. Um, and my job as a sales consultant for that uh, particular company was to go around and do demonstrations and assist with evaluations and and so on and so forth, and try to match you know kids and adults up with appropriate communication solutions. Um, And it was a great job. I had a lot of great learning, you know, opportunities, grew a lot with them. But the problem, one of the problems is not always did that particular company's communication devices, you know, match up appropriately for for a client, whether it was an adult with Lou Gehrig's disease or a child with autism or Down syndrome. Um, So oftentimes we had to look for for other solutions. And clinically that was, you know, and professionally that was a little bit difficult for me. Um, So I decided to, you know, break away from that company and, Start up, um, you know, my own company with a with a colleague, and this way we represent lots of different manufacturers of communication devices, uh, literally dozens of different types of communication devices. And if there's, you know, one from one manufacturer that works great, such as the Tango, that's great. We'll help you get it. If if the team or the family or the child doesn't respond well to it, or they, you know, don't like it for X, Y, and Z reasons, then we've got lots of other other options to to match the kids up as well. And so we can, you know, help the kids from start to finish, whether it's you know, the evaluation or just providing support all the way through. Our company also provides, we're a durable medical equipment company also, so we provide the back-end, you know, funding. Most people, what they don't realize is that, hey, this Tango or this chat PC communication device can be paid for through um, Wisconsin medical assistance or Iowa Medicaid or private insurance as durable medical equipment. And so that's our, you know, second specialty is, you know, helping people get through that process of, you know, navigating. It's a nightmare if you try to do it by yourself. We literally do it, you know, hundreds of times a month. So we, that's our specialty. We can walk you through straight from start to finish and get it done and as pain-free and little time as possible. That sounds fantastic. It's wonderful. So there's got to be, if you're representing so many different types of products, tell me about how you choose and how you know. What what are you looking for in, and, and there's so many different types of um, patients that we can speak about, but if we're specifically focusing on autism right now, um, what are the types of triggers that you're looking for to help you determine what's the best device for them? Um, You know, a variety of, you know, factors come into play there, and oftentimes if we take a child with autism, for instance, there 
is there might be three or four devices that, you know, quote-unquote would work, you know, for a particular child, but it really comes down to letting the kids, you know, try them out. Um, you know, we work very closely with uh, the Weissman Center there in Madison at the U- UW of Madison, and what they'll do is they'll have the kids try, you know, one communication device, you know, for a couple weeks, send them home with it, let them use it in their, you know, real environment, and then have them come back in for, you know, for a meeting and, um, you know, for some, for some hands-on assessment, and then give them a second communication device and then a third communication device. Um, so there's real no, no real magic number. There's really no, um, you know, right or wrong communication device for the kids. But what we like to see um, is when we're working with the kids is talking with the, the teams or, or observing the children and seeing which ones they gravitate to the most, which ones they, um, you know, are responding to the best, whether it's because of, you know, maybe the way it looks or maybe the way it sounds or the, the picture symbols that are on it, a variety of different reasons um, are, you know, what we're finding that the, the kids are responding better to. You know, especially the Tango um, communication device that was built from the ground up by a dad with a, a child with a disability. And so he looked at everything else that was out there as far as communication devices. His son had used communication devices over, you know, the past seven years. And always after, you know, he was excited, the son was excited initially, but always after a while he got tired of talking with, you know, the, the robotic-sounding voice, um, carrying around a big, you know, clunky laptop-style communication device. Just, you know, he already has a disability, and he didn't want the world to see him or hear him as, as such as, as, having a different, diff, as having a different disability from everybody else. He wanted to be seen as, you know, a, a normal kid and being heard as a normal kid. Right. And so that's, that's why he took about three years to develop, worked with some of the top professionals developing the, the Tango communication device, and uh, it kind of has a, you can get onto our website, it kind of has a neat um, iPod look to it, real neat piece of consumer technology that, you know, kids we're finding are really, you know, gravitating to it. And, again, we, we're non-biased, um, you know, as, as a company, as professionals. We want the kids, if the Tango doesn't work out for a kid, that's great. We'll get them, you know, a different communication device. But uh, oftentimes what we're finding is that they are because it's such a well-thought-out, you know, piece of assistive technology that kids and the teams, uh, families are gravitating towards it and, and really embracing it because of its, you know, simplicity. One of the, one of the other um, difficult things about using a communication device is all the support uh, that goes along with it. And uh, the neat thing about the Tango is it was built to be, you know, very user-friendly, have a very user-friendly um, interface and... Um, would only take, you know, the teams and the parents, you know, an hour or two to, to learn how to use it versus different communication devices. They're often, you know, going to two and three and four workshops to, right. to learn how to, right. how to program and set it up. So families and teams and, and the kids are really excited about it as well. So to, you have to explain now to everybody. I have seen it once. I, I saw it with a patient of ours one time. So but can you explain to people what this looks like, how it works, just get – knowing that they don't have much of a visual. However, if they do want a visual, is there a website they can go to right now to look at it? While they're sure. If, if you, could, you could either go to our website, and that's www.talktometechnologies.com, um, or the, the manufacturer's website directly. There's actually a, um, you know, an emulator of the Tango uh, where you can get on and, and play around with it and, and see how it works in person. And that website is uh, www.blink.com. And that's b l i n k dash twice dot com. Blink twice dot com, or let's go to let's especially go to your company, Talk to Me Technologies. Okay, now now give us the audio version of what this looks like. Yeah, again, um, you know, it's 
it, the, the device itself, the Tango communication device itself, weighs just a little over um, two pounds. Um, if you think of it kind of maybe a little bit bigger than um, uh, a Sony um, PlayStation Portable or uh, a Nintendo DS, so it's, it's got that, you know, kid-friendly look and feel to it. You can hold it right in your hands, um, and there are different navigation buttons on the communication device that allow you to scroll through and, and select different messages that comes with um, thousands and thousands of pre-recorded words and phrases that all have to do with typical topics that kids or typical um, vocabulary and language that goes along with um, everyday communication. They, they did language samples when they were setting up the tango, when they were first developing it. They did language samples of, of real kids in real situations and, and tried to determine, hey, you know, what are things that normal kids say? What are things that, you know, they say in different situations? And, and that's where they came up with the vocabulary for it. So it's, you know, it's got six buttons on the screen. You can use, it, use the different navigation buttons to scroll through and select you know, again, thousands and thousands of different messages, and uh, it's got a great sounding voice. Excellent. We're going to talk more about this wonderful device, the Tango, when we get back. Don't go away. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com Come. ReadyZorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying. Normally, ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the Fine Gold program. Ask your doctor about ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.readisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. I am back with Matthew Dunning, and we are talking about the use of augmentative devices and his company, Talk to Me Technologies. We've been talking a lot this morning about the Tango, which really seems absolutely incredible as far as disability. So there are how many, are there picture slots on the front of it, correct, Matt? Yes, that's correct. There are, at any given time, you can have up to six different um, picture slots that are, or picture icons that are, you know, available on the on the screen at a time. And the other neat thing, just before the break, one thing I didn't mention um, it, the, the, communicate, the Tango communication device also has a, a built-in camera, so which makes it, you know, again, fantastic for the for the teams because it makes it really easy for them to take a picture of, you know, something that the child wants to communicate about and add a voice message to it, um, and and then the, the, it's it's on the Tango permanently, and it, it's really handy. It was actually put on there. One of the reasons it was put on there is it gives the kids an opportunity to take pictures of, of themselves throughout the day of of things that they're doing at school or maybe they're going to the, the pumpkin patch for a field trip at school and the teacher, the, the, the student's aide, um, you know, one of the other peers can help the, the child who's using the tango to take pictures of them. Maybe they're going on a hay rack ride and, and maybe they're going uh, through the haunted house and maybe they're going to, you know, pick out their own pumpkin and then carve the pumpkin so they can take pic- pictures of each one of those um, activities of themselves doing those activities and then have something new each day to go home and, and talk with mom and dad about. And there's, you know, me or you, Betsy, as, a, as an adult, if we're recording our voice onto the tango, it's got a voice morphing feature so we can morph our voice to sound like a child's voice. So then, you know, it makes, it, makes the kids want to take that much more ownership because, hey, this is a voice that's unique to me. It's not my mom's voice or my teacher's voice or my, my therapist's voice. It's, it's my own voice. Wow. Um, so it, it really has a lot of neat, you know, added features like that that no other communication devices have, but we were we were talking about um, you know the the visual description or the the physical description of it, and uh, you know the the only other thing it's you know it's about 12 inches wide by about um, maybe about four or five inches deep, and then thickness it's it's about three quarters of an inch or an inch, and again it's about two pounds. It's easy for kids to carry. Um, that the the company that manufactures the Tango they collaborated with. Um, um, Body Glove, who makes you know all the wetsuits and, and sport bags, to build a carrying case for the kids to to have it with them all the time, so that they can use the Tango without having to take it out of the the carrying case. It's kind of like a fanny pack that they wear on their shoulders, and uh, just allows them to have access to it at all times. Oh, it's fantastic! It's really yeah, it's really a neat neat machine. You can carry it around pretty easily. Cause that was a big question of mine. It's like you know, even with pecs and. Um, the convenience of always having your textbook, but the problem with the textbook is that there has to be so many cards involved. With this, you can just pretty much pull up what you need at that time. Right, and you know, PEX is a great way to. It's great for you know for schools to teach the kids the, the vocabulary and the language and the exchange of the you know the communication symbols. But where we see the biggest breakdowns um, of kids who are using the PEX symbols on an ongoing basis, you know, a, a couple different places is it is it teaches them to. You know, a lot of times just go and request, just go and request, just go and request, or maybe put a few words together to request something. And it doesn't really teach them um, as much as um, we, we should be teaching the, the, the kids without um, expressive communication. It doesn't teach them, uh, you know, initiation or social greetings or social interactions with, uh, you know, all the pragmatics that go along with language. Right, and I, um, especially, as you said earlier, the tone. Because the, the, the tone is huge. 
Right. And to be able to be able to program a tone of something is, is a big part of it. Right. And if, if, I, if I'm a child, even if I took a picture of myself or my mom took a picture of me and made it into a peck symbol, um, you know, again, me at the pumpkin patch, and I approached one of my peers at school, and I was really excited about it. I couldn't wait to, to tell everybody, and I handed them that peck symbol. The, the other child isn't going to know what exactly I did. I'm not going to be able to expand on it. I'm not going to be able to really go into, into any depth, but using yeah. a communication device such as the Tango, I can have my mom or, you know, again, my teacher record all these great messages and um, make it more of a, a back-and-forth interactive, you know, conversation that, you know, can help, you know, break down those, you know, communication barriers. Okay, so one of the biggest questions with all of this, um, Matthew, is something that um, was told to me years ago by a speech and, and I've continually heard this. Now, many of the people that listen to the show are, are long-time listeners, and they kind of know the story of my son, who I repeatedly talk about on this show. But I do with good reason, because it gives me a basis of which to go on. So my son was very, very severe. And back in those days, he really could have benefited from an augmented device such as this. This would have been huge for him. Um, but... It, it, I, I never was able to get anything like this, and it wasn't as available. He's 14 years old now. Um, now the problem is that I've been told not to do this is because he is so much on the verge of speaking. He he says words with intent. He says water or salt or whatever it is that he needs, but he just doesn't really form sentences. Sure. And that- um, so, and And he doesn't seem to have such a strong dyspraxia that he's unable to form words. So how are you to know, I guess the first question is, then how would I utilize that type of a device with my son, and how do you know who's, who's right for this? Sure, yeah, and that's a very good question. It's one that we hear, you know, almost on a daily basis. You know, will a, will a communication device, will a speech-generating device hurt my child's ability, you know, to develop natural speech? And it seems, you know, if we just sit down and, and listen to, you know, the arguments, you know, initially we think, you know, wow, it really would because he's going to be, it's going to become like a wheelchair and he's going to, you know, have to use this on a daily basis and then he's going to forget how to talk, he's going to lose his language skills. And that's not true. It's, it's actually just the opposite. There's, there's been some great research that's been done that indicates that using a communication device actually facilitates the production of, of natural speech and language development. Um, there's been numerous studies that have found the introduction of a communication device, um, you know, has a positive effect on on speech. There was a study where 89% of the kids who they gave the communication device to showed an improvement. The other 11% didn't show any improvement. And you know, I always, you know, just throw out to people, it's it's, you know, the the communication devices. The earlier we start with them, the earlier we can start to teach them their, you know, the interaction skills, their developing of their of their language skills. All those, you know, those language pragmatic skills that that nonverbal children just don't have in, have experiences with. They don't have access to that to that language when they're when they're young. And if they get to the point where they start talking, hey, that's great. We can, you know, donate the communication device to somebody else, or you know, have them, you know, graduate from it. But the older the kids get. The more set in their ways, the more set in their language patterns they get. Um, it makes it the, the older they get, the more difficult, um, you know, it becomes to, to introduce, to, you know, to to the to the children. And it's it, it would be you know analogous to you know a child with cerebral palsy who could not walk. We wouldn't say to them, well, 
let's wait, you know, until maybe he's in, you know, seventh grade or eighth grade or ninth grade to see if he's going to walk because if we put him in a wheelchair, he might not walk. Right. No, that's not the way we do it. Right. We give the kid a wheelchair so he can get from, right. you know, point A to point B, and then the physical therapist is going to continue to work with him on, you know, the walking skills, the stretching skills, and, and hopefully get to the point where he doesn't have to rely on the on the wheelchair as much. And that's exactly what we're, you know, the communication device is just a different piece of assistive technology that's, you know, helping to augment or to supplement the, the child's speech as it's, you know, developing, um, as it's, okay. you know, that, being. So, so what are the categories, Matthew? What, what are the categories of words that are, are usable um, with the tango? Um, do you have, can you play some sounds for us right now, too? Sure. On the tango, there are, um, what, it, what it is, it's, they've, you know, again, as we talked about earlier, there are thousands of, of messages that are all broken up into, thousands of words and messages that are all broken up into when you get the tango. Um, it's kind of gives you that out-of-the-box out of communication experience. Um, there are about 30 what are called talk topics. And a talk topic, talk topic is a collection of um, phrases and words that have to do with, with a given um, situation, such as, you know, there's one called family talk, there's one about morning routine, there's one about dressing. So they're, they're, the talk topics are categorized into or broken up into things that I want to talk about at home, and then there are more that are things or topics that I want to talk about at school and things that I want to talk about in the community. And the vocabulary is presented in a, what's called a phrase first um, you know, arrangement of vocabulary, meaning the phrases are always, you know, the, the, the things that we say, for instance, if I want to talk about my homework, I'm going to ask, you know, I need some help, um, I want you to show me how to do this, uh, please wait while I, you know, formulate my answer. Those are all phrases that we would say on a regular basis that have to do with homework. But then if we want to be more specific, we can scroll down to the next screen where we've got individual words that have to do with homework. And then if we want to be even more specific, we can use the tango to use what's called a core word vocabulary and pick some words that are the most commonly occurring and, you know, work with the kids to teach them to build their own grammatically correct sentence that would say, you know, they're going to pick the word um, I, for instance, and then combine it with want, kind of like we do in PECS. And then scroll back and, um, you know, scroll back and find a word that has to do with homework and, and say, you know, help with my homework. So, it took them a little bit longer, but at the same time, we're teaching the kids to to generate their own novel message. And then um, after they generate the message, so so say the device says, um, "My stomach hurts today." Uh huh. Um, as a speech pathologist, would you then ask them to repeat it? How would you how would you work to promote their own use of the language? in con- combination with the device. Yeah, that's a great idea. You know, having them repeat it, um, you know, that's a great idea. And, you know, to be honest with you, it's, I don't want to say it's difficult to, for the kids to use a communication device, but it's it's much, much, much more labor-intensive and, you know, several more steps to, um, you know, to go through using a communication device to communicate a message. If a kid can just, you know, get it out verbally, they're going to do that, um, you know, far more quickly and easily and, and prefer that method of communication. Um, so it, you're, you're going to kind of see the two go hand in hand. What we have a tendency to do more with the kids is the kids will come up to you and be pointing to their stomach or they'll come up to you and say stomach. And so then we're going to go to the communication device and, and kind of go backwards from what you're saying, Betsy, and show them how to access wow. that vocabulary on the communication device. Oh, your stomach hurts. And you're going you're gonna to prompt them and show them exactly where you're going to walk through them, you know, step by step on how to find that vocabulary each time and, until – um, hopefully they can come up to you the next time or the next time after that and say, 
you know, stomach or, you know, pointing to their stomach. And you could say, well, go get your tango and tell me exactly how you feel. And hopefully by that time they can, you know, get through the steps on their own and, and you know, find it with less assistance. Got it. Okay. All right. Quick break. When we get back, let's talk a little bit more about this wonderful tango machine. We'll be right back with Matthew Dunning. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. ReadySorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the fine gold program. Ask your doctor about ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com. Living Your Power with host and intuitive counselor Diane Brandon breaks down the old traditions of taking what life gives you. Living Your Power teaches you how to have a life of success, happiness, and fulfillment. How to live your power, feeling vibrant and confident. Tune in Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern to Living Your Power on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We're back with Matthew Dunning, and we are talking about the Tango, which is a wonderful device that can help use help your child be able to communicate with you so much more further advanced than something like a PEX program. This is such a great thing. Um, so I, I think the one thing that I want to convey that we've talked about 
Matthew, that I think I have one message that I've taken home today more than anything so far, and that is that this device is not necessarily have to be used as a replacement, but rather as a teacher. In other words, I was thinking the only reason you would use it was to give, they can't form the word, so they have to use this as a replacement for forming the word, but rather you can help teach the child the words that need to be said by the device, correct? Exactly, exactly. It can be used, um, you know, hand-in-hand for for both of those reasons. And again, for, for different kids, it might you know, meet the needs for, you know, one kid as a, as a replacement because right. we know because of, of his, the, you know, you know genetic condition. No this child is going to speak because of what may, you know, the, the different situations. But especially with autism, and uh, many of them do have that ability, you know, through therapies, um, this could be a wonderful tool. And I, just, I would love for you to play some of the voice, some of the things that, that your, that the tango says. Sure. And, and I think when is, people hear it, they can understand why it could be used as such a great learning tool. You bet. And I guess just as, just before we play some of those um, sample messages, I just wanted to, to throw out there that the Tango right now is it's, it's available in four different versions. There's um, a child version of male and a boy and a girl. That's Zach and Zoe. Um, and then there's also a teen version that's just being released right now. So many so many kids were. You know, upset when this was coming out because they were in high school, they were still using it, but they, they were upset because the voice sounded so young, um, sounded so much realistic, even though they were speaking with a younger kid's voice, but as a high schooler, um, now they can, or a teen or a high school kid can now speak with Zach and Zoe that are, you know, recorded in a, in a teen voice. Um, and, and the, the, the picture symbols that are on the communication devices are, they're not the standard PEX, uh, the board maker picture communication symbols. Um, those have been around for years, and those are great pictures. But what Blink Twice wanted to do is they wanted to create something that was a little bit more um, kid-friendly. That has kind of a they got some some great um, graphic artists that are illustrating the the picture symbols in kind of a, a cartoon network or a Nickelodeon um, style design. Have a look and feel to that, so the the kids, you know, again, hopefully are responding to the, the Tango device and wanting to use their communication device more because it's got that familiar look and feel to it. But all of the picture symbols um, can be ordered in, or the, the, you can order the Tango in um, a variety of different, you know, ethnic backgrounds. If I'm a Hispanic boy in a wheelchair, I can order that particular um, communication device with those picture symbols on it. If I am an African-American uh, boy who, who walks, I can order that um, picture communication symbol library already loaded on the tango so it's the voices are the same it's got four different voices the the boy and the girl the young boy and the girl and the teen boy and girl um but all those different picture symbols are are great and you know again helps the kids want to take ownership of the device but i'm gonna i'm gonna play you know a couple example this is and again this is the teen zach okay i'm scared i'm happy so you can see it's got a really um I'm disappointed. I'm mad at you. And this, that, that was, again, that was Zach, um, just a few um, sample messages. But then this is, um, this one that I'll play here is her name. This is the Zoe, the child. Um, I want to pick something out. Let me try. And this is vocabulary that goes along with a Mr. Potato Head activity. The other neat thing about the tango is um, Blink Twice has collaborated with with Hasbro and some other neat, um, you know, kids toy manufacturers, even Nickelodeon with with SpongeBob. Uh, there are some SpongeBob messages recorded on here, and they've they've really done a great 
great job with having all this vocabulary for, for things that kids I need a potato head. want to communicate about. I'd like some eyes. Really neat. So this is fun. That's this looks great. And so let me hear some of the. You said you did earlier some intonations. I want to hear that wine again. Uh huh. Sure. That um, was so cool. Yeah. If um, you know, I can. Um, for instance, I can open up one that has to do with my um, homework, and I'm going to turn on the whining, and I'm going to say that. Um, Wait a minute. I'm thinking. And oh, it, excellent. Yep, it just helps the kids have a little bit um, more, you know, expressive emotion to, to what they're saying. One of my favorite ones is to turn on that whine, and, and the parents, of course, always want to know, okay, how do we turn that whining feature off? <laughs> um, so if I turn on the whine and then I come to... I don't want to go to bed. I want to stay up. So, so that was the child saying, I don't want to go to bed. I want to stay up with the wine on, and then here's what it would sound like with the wine off. I don't want to go to bed. I want to stay up. So both of them sound great. One of them just has a little bit more uh, sassiness to it, I guess. And then yeah. Mom's going to say, you know, no, it's time for you to go to bed, and then, you know, I'm going to respond back. You're mean. Oh. And, and so, you know, that that's... A lot of parents, they don't like to hear those kind of things, but those are things that the kids need to be able to say, and they need to be able to, you know, suffer the same consequences as their, their speaking siblings or, or peers. Sure, sure. Wow. That's amazing. That really has no limitations, does it? It really doesn't. And, you know, one thing that I didn't mention is it comes pre-programmed with, we talked a little bit about all the messages that it comes pre-programmed with, um, but it also has room for you to customize and you to go in and, and put thousands and thousands of your own messages um, about things that you want to talk about throughout the day. Okay, great, excellent. All right, so here's the million-dollar question. How, how much, how do you get it, what can families do to get their insurance company to pay for it, all of this? Those are, yeah, very good questions, and those are all, you know, some of the first questions that people ask us. And, again, one thing that we just mentioned briefly earlier is that the Tango, every, like every, just like every other communication device that we have or accessory that goes along with it, is considered durable medical equipment by um, state Medicaid programs. In, their, in Wisconsin, the Badger Care pays for the, for the communication devices. Um, Iowa Medicaid, it doesn't matter what state you're in, you've got a Medicaid program. And most of the state's Medicaid programs cover them. We also get them covered through um, the, 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 the client's private insurance, whether it's Blue Cross or Aetna. Uh, there are lots of different insurances out there, as well as um, Medicare will pay for them. The, the communication devices now are endorsed by the American Medical Association, the American um, Speech and Language Pathology Association, so we've got lots and lots of research saying that they work. They're, you know, there are just codes that go along with them, so we can um, do the necessary documentation and fill it out on the, the, the client's insurance papers, and we submit that for them. And, you know, it takes the, the other million-dollar question is people always want to know how long is this going to take. Right. And, you know, while you know, the doctor needs to write a prescription and a report needs to be done, um, it's not the sort of thing where we can go to um, Walgreens or the grocery store or pharmacy and, and get it picked up there, even, even though it's got a prescription. We've got to order it special for, you know, they're custom-built for each one of the kids. All of the, all of the communication devices are, you know, right. So about how long then does it take? It, it, it takes, you know, if we once we get all the paperwork in, we have to send in an authorization to the insurance company or to, to Medicaid. Uh, the state um, 
um, medical assistance programs. So it takes, you know, some of them are quicker. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. We, we usually say four to six weeks. You know, give it four to six weeks, and we'll have a response back. Um, 99% of the time it's a, it's a response that we want to hear. It's a positive response saying that was approved. Sometimes they're denied or sometimes they are, um, you know, pended for more information. It, once we give that more information, sometimes they want us to send in the student's IEP. We'll send that in. And really all they're looking for is, is more information. More information They want to see that the kids are really having, you know, a hard time communicating at school like we, like we said in the report. And once they verify that, they'll, they'll approve the equipment. And your other question that I didn't, I wasn't avoiding it, one of the other questions you had was, you know, what's the cost? Um, some of our communication devices are, you know, three and four and five hundred dollars all the way up to, you know, seven or eight or nine thousand dollars. It just depends on, sure. you know, what, which one is going to work best for you and, uh, you know, which one the, the team and the child, you know, responds and, and feels like it's going to be the, be the best match. Sounds good. And, um, do you, have you ever gotten people given scholarships for them, or have you ever? Do you work with any type of a scholarship program at all? You know, that, that's a great question. Sometimes, um, certain school districts. We've had a couple in Wisconsin, for instance, that you know just prefer to buy the devices outright for the kids. Um, that way, they know that they're the school is in control of them. If anything happens, they can get it fixed right away. Um, here in Iowa, it's not as common. We used to see that a lot more. The schools just buying the devices outright for the kids. You know, five, six, seven years ago, but with all the budget cutbacks and so on and so forth, um, we're we're trying to, and the schools are trying to go through the the students' private insurance first. And if that, um, you know, doesn't get accepted or doesn't get paid for, then oftentimes the schools are, you know, willing to, you know, step up and and pick up the balance for them. Well, that sounds perfect. Tell me about some of the stories that you've heard from the from a lot of your users of these great success stories that I'm sure you have many of. You know, there we have, you know, countless stories. One that, that always comes to mind is, um, you know, from a, from a child in eastern Iowa who, he, you know, he's actually a 17-year-old child, and, and his team his whole life had the same philosophy. You know, he's, you know, we can understand him fine, or if we give him a communication device, he's, his speech is going to start to slow down, um, those, those sorts of so, sorts of comments, you know, his whole life, and he was 17 years old, and his family had heard about the tango, so they called us up and and wanted to see it. And this, he he was a boy with autism, and he was also he also had uh, cerebral palsy, and he was in a wheelchair. And this this guy, if you saw him, he got so excited, he almost popped right out of his wheelchair because he was communicating for the first time, and he he was going and typing out messages from scratch, and we let him borrow it over the weekend. And his his mom told us, you know, on on you know, Tuesday or Wednesday the next week that she's never had a real conversation. You know, so it's those sorts of, oh. you know, really rewarding things that, you know, we're hearing. And that, those are the kind of things that keep us going on a on a day-to-day. You know, the insurance, all that stuff gets gets us bogged down and depressed and, you know, lots of anxiety as far as all of that goes. But it's the it's the stories. I mean, this this is why we, we started our company. This is what we're excited about. And we, we specialize in the communication devices. And, you know, little by little we're, you know, one by one putting – communication devices in, in kids' hands each day. If anybody wants to know what it must feel like for these children, all you need to do is go to a foreign country where you're put in a situation and you can't convey what it is you need to say. And I'll tell you, that is such a humbling experience and it really brings awareness to um, how hard it must be for these individuals to be able to get their needs met. Absolutely. Yeah, we can only, you know, use so many gestures or even even writing in a foreign country. We could not, you know, write down a message and show it to somebody. They still would not 
comprehend what we're what we're trying to communicate. Right. All right. We're going to take a quick break, last break, and when we get back, we'll get some more information about what to do and the process to get the wonderful Tango machine from Talk to Me Technologies. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Readysorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying. Normally, Readysorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in Readysorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the Fine Gold program. Ask your doctor about Readysorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.readysorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Let's face it, hormones happen. Whether you are male or female, hormones have an impact on your overall well-being. Dr. Hart brings to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely topics that answer your lifelong questions about hormones in men, women, and teens. Tune in to Optimal Wellness every Monday at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Optimal Wellness. Live life well. Live life long. Live life to the fullest. Opinions. Options. Answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy. Matthew Dunning talking from Talk to Me Technologies and talking about this wonderful Tango device of which, I'm not kidding you, Matthew, I'm going to order today. I, I think this is just a fantastic 
fantastic device. I have seen it once uh, when a patient of ours brought it in, and um, I was so tremendously impressed with how easy it is to use because that's just it. I mean, I I have no time in my life for spending two days at a, at a seminar learning the best ways to do something. And not to mention, I get therapists that come in and out of this house. They come and they go. You know, I hire a lot of college students. So I don't want to be spending thousands training somebody and then have them leaving me and have to spend it again on somebody else. Right, right. And that's that's probably the most common denominator is, you know, everybody's always you know, in awe about the way it looks and sounds, of course, but then once we show people how to use it, they always, the the, the first thing they say is, wow, is it really this easy? What What's the catch? You know, is, yeah. that, is that all there is to learning how to use this thing and program it? It's, and it really is. It's, you know, from the ground up it was built uh, and designed to be, um, you know, a very user-friendly device to use for the for the kids um, and also for, for the teams to support and program and, you know, add add new things on it. Um, it's is very, it battery supported? It's, it's got its own proprietary battery built in. Uh, the battery lasts, um, it, it's kind of like a camcorder style looking flat, long flat okay. pancake battery. Um, and it, it'll last a good seven or eight hours to get the kids, you know, enough to get keep them communicating throughout the day. And if, if by chance, you know, the kids are, you know, on a field trip or a long, you know, um, right. You know, long day at, at the at the mall or or uh, you know amusement park, or whatever. You can have an extra battery, and it just the back of it opens right up. The Tango pops off on the back, um, and then you can ins- install a second battery. Do and they have car chargers for it also? You could, yep. You could sure just plug it right into any you know any um, you know converter that you would have plugged into the, right. the car charger. Sure. Okay. It's, it sounds like it goes longer than my laptop, so I'm in good shape. I, I, I can never go <laughs> go that long without. Some sort of a charge. Okay, so I let's. I'm going to go right here because I, I truly plan on ordering this, and I want anybody listening to the show, if you want to check back with me in, a, in about a year, and I'll t- tell you how it went. Um, so, where do they call, or do they should they go to the website first, or what? Tell me what to be to be done. Sure. Um, for for people, our Talk to Me Technologies, our company. Um, Distributes the Tango in in five different states in the Midwest. Um, they can sure call us, and um, if they're not in one of those five states in the Midwest, we can you know give them the appropriate um, contact information to to get in touch with the manufacturer. But sure, you could go to our website, that Talk to Me Technologies website, or you know if if you'd like, I can provide my you know office phone number as well. I'd be happy to, to speak yes, with any of your listeners. Go right ahead. What's your it, office it, phone number? Area code three one nine two six six one nine zero zero. Okay, repeat that one more time. Area code 319-266-1900. And that's, you're in Iowa, correct? That's you correct. You represent a big part of the Midwest. and um, Our company represents Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Okay, so if they're in another state, they should go directly to the um, Blink Twice website? That's correct. That would okay. be the best best so, option. And that's Blink-Twice. Correct? That's correct. Blink hyphen twice, and you can go there if you're not in one of those Midwestern states. If you're in the Midwestern states, please give Matthew a call because he's been so wonderful to be able to be on the show today. And then what do, what do we do need to provide you as far as insurance is concerned? Well, we always that, – that can come down the line. The, the first thing we like to do is, is get, you know, the Tango or one of the other communication devices in your hands so you can, you know, try it out with your child, with your student in person. Um, a lot of times – you know, depending because we cover such a large geographical area, we try to get to you guys as much as possible to to have an initial meeting and have have you and the kids you know experience it firsthand and and see how the kids respond to it. 
once once we feel like it's going to be a good match, then we'll go to the next step. And there are a couple, you know, five minutes of kind of like when you go to the doctor's office, you're going to fill out a, a simple funding questionnaire. We'll get copies of your insurance cards and okay. and then submit it to uh, to the insurance company. And you know, sometimes the teams want to try it out for for a week or two, and that's often paid for by the insurance as well. And um, if by the end of the week or by the end of the month, what it, whatever it is, we can, um, if everybody's still as excited as they were on day one, we can help the teams progress through the through the funding process, submitting it to the um, to the insurance or the Medicaid program. Okay, excellent. And and that um, one question that is kind of going to my what have you been finding is the response of the schools? Are, are, are they are they feeling excited about this, or are they acting like this is one more headache they don't need? Um, no, most of the schools, you know, from like we talked about before, from the support and implementation standpoint, they're really excited. Whether it's the administrators or, uh, you know, the administrators not having to send all their staff to the to the ongoing trainings, or right. the the speech therapist knowing I've got already got 60 other kids on my caseload and I can pick this up and learn how to use it and implement it within, you know, just a real short amount of time. You know, the one thing, of course, that does, um, you know cause a little bit of an anxiety for the schools is, you know, what if this gets denied by, you know, by the insurance? Are we going to be responsible for it? Or, you know, they, they feel like they're opening, you know, a can of worms if that's if that's the case. And, you know, we always, again, I always encourage people to, to save the, the schools, you know, dollars for sometimes we work with kids where they don't have any private insurance and the kids don't have, you know, Medicaid. Let's save those dollars for, you know, for those kids and the, the medical assistance programs or the Medicaid programs, um, those cover the communication devices, let's tap into that money first and, and go that route for, you know, for the kids that have it. Right, right. Well, I, the, the part you just said, though, about the fact that they don't have to spend countless hours in training, I would think would be really big for them. But I would think so many of the teachers or the speech therapists would see this and think it's so amazing. They, they want all their, their students to order. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, oftentimes, yeah, it's really interesting. Oftentimes, we, we've got large pockets of kids using communicate the Tango communication device because we'll go and work with a, a school or, or a team in a particular city, and, and as soon as we leave, they're like, can you come back next week? And we've got these, you know, six other kids that, you know, we had, we didn't know that, you know, it would be great for them. Or, you know, when we come to the meeting, they they want to, you know, squeeze in all these other kids and, and have us help, you know, take a look at those other kids and try it out with them too to to see how it's going to work for them just just because that's that's kind of the nature of the of the equipment, um, sure. and it's you know it's we we see that a lot with all the other communication devices too. Once they they realize like wow this is really you know for Johnny this is making a big impact on his life. You know who else we should think about is exactly you know exactly. Timmy and Sally. Yeah, I'm already thinking about a tango party at my clinic. There you go. <laughs> oh, you've been wonderful today, Matthew. Thank you so much for being on the show. Once again, the website Talk to Me Technologies um, uh, or Blink. Uh, hyphen twice dot com or That's correct. Com, com. Okay, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. We'll be back with you next week. Thanks Bye. for having me. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.